High school Abby spent a lot more time in the journalism hall, or even the French classroom, than in the chem lab. If my locker wouldn't have been in the science hallway sophomore year, I rarely would have walked down it, except for required classes, of course. I think science is fascinating, I really do. Especially chemistry. The way things come together, the way they mix together, they undergo a transformation to become something completely new. A tiny little change in details can change everything. I think it's super interesting. I just wasn't all that great at memorizing formulas or stomaching the weird chemical smells we created in those classes. Instead, though, I performed my own kind of chemistry experiments in a way at home, in the kitchen, baking. Look, I was a stressed out teenager with way too much on my mind, so baking became a way to alleviate that. Sometimes cupcakes, mixing my own frosting that I'd pile thick on top. Sometimes something totally random, like an Oreo stuffed chocolate chip cookie or s'mores brownies. I couldn't think about tests or boys or college applications or anything like that when I was focusing all of my energy on getting every little lump out of the batter or making sure every sprinkle was perfectly placed. I baked for many of the same reasons in college, of course, plus the added bonus of being the girl with the sweet treats to offer people. One of my favorite resources to find something new and something interesting and relatively simple was a blog called Bakerella. If you've ever spent time looking online for ideas on what to bake for a party or holiday or random Saturday afternoon, you've probably come across the page. One of the blog's claims to fame, I guess you could say, actually kind of the main claim to fame of Bakerella, is inventing the cake pop. It's not that complicated, really. It's a cake ball on a stick. But it's cuter, which in the baking and sweets world is like 10 bonus points, times 10. And it gives you so much more room for creativity. You can make the cake ball look like anything you want on a stick. It also tastes so good. Like when you first try a cake pop, you might expect like an airy, fluffy little ball that just kind of tastes like a slice of cake shaped into a ball. But actually, a cake pop is dense and moist because it's really the result of mixing crumbles of a baked cake with just enough frosting to make it kind of like a dough consistency. You roll it up into a ball, pop a stick in it, dip it in melted chocolate, boom, that's a cake pop. They're trickier than they sound, though. It's a lot more trial and error for the exact proportions to make sure the ball doesn't crumble or fall off the stick, that the chocolate covering looks edible. More on that later. But they are simple enough to have taken the world by storm since Bakerella first blogged about them in 2008. They've become staple items on the menu with party caterers, at Starbucks coffee shops. They've been the inspiration behind countless new businesses and storefronts, including one that opened just last month. Yes, hi, my name is Amy Gamlin, and we are in the shop of Amy's Cake Pop Shop and Boozy Bites here in Webster Groves. And I'm just really excited to do this because it's my first storefront, and it's nice to be out of the house and in my own space. And we wanted to get out of the house too, so we paid her a visit. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, a chat with Amy Gamlin about running forward with a new business idea before the world's fully back on its feet again, and after another family business took a tumble. It's okay to fail and then rebuild. Why she says this is the right time to start something new, what comes next, and her secret to the perfect cake pop. There definitely is skill and some like experience that goes into it. Plus Dory's popping in with food news and a weekend planner. Sitting in Amy's Cake Pop Shop, where every pop in the display case is perfectly situated, where the wall mural gleams with fresh paint and the coffee is just the right temperature for a weird weather spring morning, the woman whose name is on everything tells me it all just kind of happened. 
They found the perfect space, a cute little storefront in Webster Groves. Her orders were picking up. It was time to get out of the house. In many ways, all that came together in a little chemistry experiment, and the shop was the result. I've been making them just as a hobby for probably about 10 years. We have four kids, so birthday parties, special events, holidays, all that kind of thing, just for fun. Um, Now that my kids are a little bit older, I kind of pursued it as more of a business over the last two years. Um, COVID definitely boomed my business, and, you know, everyone was looking for individual treats and birthday parades and bridal shower and baby shower um, parades. So, individual treats to hand out were perfect for this last year. It's hard. It's not super easy. It's kind of an intensive thing. So for somebody who might walk in and maybe have never, maybe they're not the person who paid $3 at Starbucks before, but they're intrigued by this concept and they walk in and say three bucks or whatever it is, you know, for this. Talk a little bit about just the work that goes into making these. It's not super simple. Right. Yeah. I mean, they definitely look a lot easier than they are. So I think anybody that has tried, they understand. But, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, making your cake and then, you know, some people add frosting to make it into like a dough. But if you add too much frosting, then it's too heavy. It's too sticky. It's going to fall off the stick. Um, Chocolate is a big thing. You know, there's all different kinds of candy melts that are sold at the store. And I have used probably every single one and I have one that's so much better than the other ones and makes my life a lot easier. So having a good chocolate, having the right temperature of the actual cake ball and the chocolate you're dipping in, that is a huge factor, you know, whether your chocolate cracks and stuff like that. Some people are business people and the Gamlins are business people. Amy was networking with others after listening to a motivational speaker at a conference for her other business, a wellness MLM, when an idea started taking shape. So she bopped a stick in it. I kind of just was talking to a few people while I was there and kind of just had an aha moment on the way home in the airplane that, you know, Starbucks is selling cake pops for $3 a piece. And that was kind of my mindset is it just seemed like would people spend the money for one cake pop? But then I, you know, looking at Starbucks and seeing like, oh, they're doing it. Why wouldn't people buy from me? You recognize the last name if you've been to the Central West End at all over the last decade. The Gamlin Brothers Whiskey House, a longtime fixture on the corner of Maryland and Euclid, one of the liveliest intersections of the city. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away from Sub-Zero Vodka Bar, and just a few blocks away in the other direction, the Gamlin secured another property on the other side of the Central West End with 1764 Public House. They were really owning the place. They passed go and collected $200 a few times, you could say. Or that's how it used to be. 1764 Public House shut down abruptly in January of 2020. Gamlin Whiskey House and Sub-Zero Vodka Bar at the end of May. Derek Gamlin, Amy's husband, says both of the two OG places had been doing well before the pandemic. But in early 2019, just a few months before we started this podcast, actually, I had done some reporting on tougher times for the Gamlins. Derek admitted they had a rough year, with a harsh winter, protests around St. Louis really hampering businesses, and it was hard making money at their newest venture, 1764. I remembered all of that, the difficult decisions they'd made then, the surely difficult ones that came with closing the restaurants later during the pandemic. So that's what I was thinking about when I asked Amy, you know, even with COVID stoking our desires for little something sweet, treats like a cake pop, her business 
booming in so many ways, opening a storefront. That didn't freak you out and think, oh my gosh, I remember how much it sucked at when you know, Sub-Zero closed or Gambling Whiskey House or 1764. And I don't want to have to do that again. Like you can't, that seems like something that could stand in the way for someone as well. Sure. I think that's a risk that everybody takes with any business. So um, I think, you know, we're trying to rebuild our lives and our, you know, everything and just, you know, starting from the ground up again. And just, this is the first the first piece of the puzzle. How, how have your kids felt about seeing um, mom being the one now with her name on the window and getting involved in this? They love it. Um, my girls definitely want to be in here working at all times. Um, my my 10 year, almost 10 year old, she loves to, you know, wear my face mask with my logo. She's very proud and very excited about it all. Um, she definitely has helped me before. So you know, who knows when she's old enough, she may take over the business or run a location at that point. Um, but they're all just really excited. They love when I have a mess up or I have one that cracks because then they get to eat it. Um, you know, they're like my permanent taste testers. I'm sure that's really hard to get them to right. do that. And I think, you know, everything that we've been through over the last year with the other restaurants closing and coming back, I think it's been a really good learning experience for them that it's like it's okay to fail and then rebuild you know and just the whole experience i think is is very it's good for them what lessons have you learned that you're bringing into running this storefront yeah um with the other restaurants i wasn't as involved obviously as this one um you know that was my, more my husband when we had gamblin whiskey house you know i was the founder of women and whiskey so that was kind of my thing but other than as far as operations and stuff like that that was more um, my husband and his brother um, but I do take his advice and expertise when it comes to this shop and just the business side of it because that's more his expertise and not mine <laughs> right well that and that's the thing too because it seems like everybody wants to have a little shop and then oh but wait I have overhead costs I have to pay for this that and the other thing and employees and things like that eventually like all sorts of things to consider with that so you know are, are there any anything that you are like oh man I'm so glad I know that because otherwise I would just to be in over my head honestly. oh yeah I mean pretty much everything. He just helped with everything. You know, if it was, if it was my idea, I would have opened, you know, in February and, you know, he was more like, no, we're not ready. You know, it's gotta be when, you know, open when, when it's right. And just more of, you know, kind of kept me in check. Mm -hmm. So how big do you want Amy's cake pop shop to get? It's funny you ask, cause we were just talking about that, but, um, I don't know as of right now, I, I, I need to get a handle on everything just because I'm used to making custom orders and things like that. So this is a big adjustment with trying to figure out, you know, filling my display case and having enough product for people to walk in and purchase. Um, so I'm still adjusting and still learning. So maybe down the road, I, I'd love to do some classes or, you know, cake pop classes, mom, you know, you know, parent-child classes, um, maybe do some online training or things like that. And who knows, maybe another storefront or I don't know. I can already picture it because if there's one thing this lady will do, it's roll forward. So I don't really do a lot of baking anymore. I know I came in hot at the entrance of this episode, making it sound like I'm some kind of like junior chef um, or anything like that, but not so much anymore because now I have my own kitchen I have to clean. 
But luckily, my friend and producer Dory still likes to bake the occasional wow factor cake um, or something. You, you, you do a lot of that. So Dory, hello. Nice to see you today. I think when um, when I'm in the kitchen baking, it's one of two extremes. It's either like straight up the the peel apart cookies that you just <laughs> plop right on the, the cookie tray, or it's these huge extravagant cakes. So over Christmas, we made the Princess Tarta, which is on the Great British Breaking Show. It's this beautiful green cake with approximately 26 steps to it. Um, so we either go big or we just take the shortcut. Um, but that princess cake, I gave you some. It was you liked so it. good. Yes. It's like, it was like moist and it had a really nice flavor to it. It was kind of like a marzipan, right? That's what it was on. Marzipan oh. and yeah. And it had like a homemade jam inside and um, a bunch of other layers to it that I couldn't even begin to yeah. recall, but it's, it was complicated and took an entire day. <laughs> also, um, the view behind you is a little bit different. I know that you would be a hop, skip, and a jump from your kitchen most days, but now you are in familiar territory. I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away from the KSDK kitchen right yeah. now. I'm back in the podcast booth. You yeah. are. Hopefully, I'll be there joining you soon. We'll be able to do this uh face-to-face -face once again sooner than later at least you know for a little bit I still like being at home yeah. sometimes but anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay the other question I had for you though Dory is like one of the things about Amy's is that it's not just cake pops and like you know the fun kid-friendly type of sweets there but she also does boozy bites um mm. infuse the marg I didn't try any of those but the margarita ones look pretty good I mean mm. you could do bourbon in your cake any do you like alcohol-infused sweets? Uh, every once in a while. I will say that um, whenever I try the alcohol-infused ice creams at like Clementine's, they're always good, but it's usually just too much for me to want like a whole scoop of that. So yeah. in moderation um, would probably be key for me. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it's like you have to really like the flavor of that particular alcohol. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, speaking of booze, um, that is just one of the items on our food news rundown that Dory got together with for us. So it's the first weekend of June, so we have some events to help you get your summer going, but also some things to put on your calendar looking forward. Yeah, so our fall festival picture is starting to come into play here. Schlafly announced their lineup for this fall, including Hop in the City, Art Outside, and the Full Moon Festival. Now, they said that this fall season is going to be their biggest one yet. Hop in the City is set to take place Saturday, September 18th. Um, this will feature Schlafly Brewers showcasing their biggest new creations, um, and you can also buy some unique variants at that festival. It'll have live music, too. I know you love Art Outside. That's coming back the first weekend of October, featuring dozens of local artists showcasing their works. And then the Full Moon Festival is set for Saturday, November 6th. There will be food, beer, live music, bonfires, their big pig roast that they always do. They did say that the chili cook-off with local chefs is to be determined at this point because they're just kind of playing it by ear as far as COVID protocols go. So we'll see if that comes back in the fall, too. It could be it can be tough for them to have to cancel or adjust. So it's probably smart to do that. I will say I don't know if I think it's the best idea for them to call their different types of beers variants right now. Ooh, yes, <laughs> maybe yeah. you want to check on the branding of that one. But it is exciting to know that we have those kind of things to look forward to there. Um, but, you know, I'm not quite 
there yet for the fall. So let's talk about some summer things we've got going on. Yeah, if you're ready for that summer fresh fruit, the farmer's market, you'll have a new option coming later this month. Eckert's is reopening their St. Louis County market. It's going to be in a new location, though. Last year, it was in Manchester. This year, it's going to be in Rock Hill in the old Lucky's Market. Um, They're hoping to open that in the next couple weeks, and it'll be open through August, featuring all of those farm-fresh favorites right here in St. Louis County. Such a good idea to be bringing that stuff kind of closer to folks who, you know, Belvin might be a little bit of a trek for them, but they want to be able to support Eckert's anyway. Really cool idea there. Um, I'm really excited about this next story because I was talking to uh, Charlie, friend of the podcast, about this news, and he's pretty excited about it. So, Dory, drumroll. We've got some fun news for our friend Hot Charlie. Hot Charlie is coming out with a line of frozen pizza. So making way for more of those awesome pizzas in the Schnucks grocery store. Uh, He's got two new varieties coming to store soon. The, um, okay, he's got, of course, they're both spicy because he's hot Charlie, right? Yeah. (laughs) So both of his pizzas have the hot, spicy um, seasoning on top. One of them is a spicy meat lover's pizza. The second one is a spicy chicken bacon ranch. So I was thinking through all of the new kind of um, frozen pizzas that we've had over the last couple years. I don't think any of them have ranch. So I think that kind of sets him apart and is a very St. Louis addition to the lineup. Yes. And it's just spicy in general because some of the like four hands pizzas, like mm-hmm. I think the Mission Taco one is a little bit spicy, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see all these people coming up with the pizza concept and getting in on that. But I only have so much room in my freezer. My goodness. I'm like going to need to be one of those people who gets a garage. I guess they need to get a garage and then get a garage freezer and have all the pizzas in it. But it's really fun to be able to just, I mean, yesterday we did that. Didn't feel like cooking anything real for lunch. Just so just threw a frozen pizza in the oven and there you go. It's easy. Who wants to cook this summer? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Wait, this is another really exciting story. Yeah. Yes, another, I was going to say another collaboration. We've got Lion's Choice and Crispy Edge creating a brand new pot sticker. I know you sent me this email yesterday. I could sense your excitement in the email. So this one includes Crispy Edge's dough, and stuffed inside of that is Lion's Choice roast beef, their seasoning, Swiss cheese, and au jus. Uh, These are going to be available at Lion's Choice locations and at Crispy Edge, which is down in Tower Grove South. Um, and then also you can go at, speaking of schnooks, uh, go to schnooks and check them out in the frozen section at their stores. My goodness. Um, so, okay. I loved this thing from the Lions Choice CEO. He gave a pro tip on how to like really enjoy these. He said to dunk them in horseradish or their sweet barbecue sauce. Ooh, see, I was saying that one of my things that I like about this is that it has au jus already kind of in the pot sticker. Mm-hmm. That's what's intriguing to me. I think that sounds really good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, Crispy Edge does some kind of funky, wild stuff. I don't always love all of it, but this one, I will definitely try it. And I like the fact that you can grab it in the Lion's Choice drive through too. That's that's yes. so nice. Mm, okay, well, stay tuned if that becomes something that I want to brag about eating. But for now, Dory, I want to know what's the best thing you had to eat this week? So speaking of summertime and favorites and fresh fruit, I saw my local neighborhood ice cream shop, Ices, Plain and Fancy, Mm. had this 
amazing looking strawberry limited time treat. So it was their strawberry ice cream with strawberry whipped cream with a homemade fresh made chiffon cake. So like a strawberry shortcake essentially. But like, I was like, okay, this look, it looked amazing. Right. Um, But then when they mentioned the strawberry whipped cream, I was totally in and sold. I went and got some immediately and it was, I gobbled it up so fast. It was so tasty and perfect for this warm weather and getting into summer. I, that's exactly when you're describing it. I was like, Ooh, strawberry whipped cream on that Mm -hmm. strawberry shortcake. That sounds so good. I haven't been to ices in a hot second. I should go. That's that. So I love seeing how they, the, the science project that happens in front of you while they're making it is super cool. So mine's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, but I feel like they could go well. And like, you could have both of them in the same meal, I guess. Um, went to shaved duck this past weekend um memorial day weekend had a friend in town who was really craving some shaved duck barbecue and so went there of course all the barbecue was really good um you know like burnt ends all of that but the thing that i cannot stop like thinking about is the bacon the walnut and brown sugar bacon so it's like thick sliced bacon just cooked perfectly but then it has a little bit of brown sugar crumbled on top, some gorgonzola cheese, and some brown sugar. And then it's also served like with little apple slices or pear slices. Gosh, I don't even know. I think they might have been – I think they were apple. And I don't even care. Whatever it was, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Because it almost tasted like charcuterie bites. Like if you could describe – you know, the, if you put together like a really awesome – piece of cracker for your from a charcuterie board minus the cracker but just like plus some really good bacon it hit all the notes Mm. in every single bite it was I'm like oh so (laughs) uh, I want to go back and order some like right now it's so good I loved it ah maybe maybe this sounds oh that sounds really good Uh, that reminds me when I do bacon at home I always season it with like a brown sugar kind of rub um, that sounds like it takes it to the next level. Yeah. The walnuts, you wouldn't expect the walnuts to be mm. a thing, but like a little bit of walnut adding that crunch to the bacon. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. It was so good. I know I need to come up for air after thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that could be a good, I might, you might find me back there again. You know, you know this about me, Dora. I'm a repeat offender. So if there's something that I like <laughs> and I want, I will go back and get it especially after talking about it on the podcast. But there are also plenty of awesome options for this weekend ahead. Once again, we are talking about June 4th through 6th. So if you're a food truck aficionado and want to hit some food trucks, there are a couple options for you this weekend. It is Food Truck Festival at Laumeyer Sculpture Park. It's a free event. They'll also have live music, which is super fun. About seven food trucks will be there with their small signature menus with food and drinks available for purchase there. So that is a great way to get out and kind of enjoy the art, immerse yourself in that, listen to some good music. And then over in O'Fallon, Missouri, they're having food truck frenzy at the sports park. They're going to have a variety of food trucks there as well, plus some beer. You're encouraged to bring your blanket so that you can sit and enjoy the live music they will have from our friend Steve Ewing. And they're going to have some inflatables for the kids as well. So it's just going to be a bopping good time over at uh, the sports park in O'Fallon. Lots of food trucks. And I will say a couple weekends ago, I went to um, Nine Mile Garden on a Friday night. And it's just very like great summer vibes. But don't do what I did and get there and just like hang out and wait till the lines go down. Because if you do that, 
that, then your favorite things will get sold out. So just a reminder of food truck etiquette when there are crowds. I forget how to function in crowds, I guess. But (laughs) a reminder of that, that just hop in line and get your food. Otherwise, it might get sold out. We don't want that to happen. Mm Mm-mm. Especially when there's a hungry Abby involved. No. We cannot have No, that. I'll throw elbows. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've talked previously about origami um, in the garden at Missouri Botanical Gardens. Well, the gardens are expanding this event with an after-hours event. So this is starting this Thursday and Friday, continuing all summer. They're doing origami after-hours. Um I think it goes until about 9 p.m. Last entry is 8.30. So it just gives you more opportunities to get to the gardens and really take in that limited edition um, exhibit that's happening there. Um, I think they've got 12 of those sculptures kind of placed throughout the park. But that event has been selling out. Um, Tickets have been snatched up all summer so far. So this gives you another opportunity to get out and check that out. It's a really good way too to like go there when it's maybe not as hot out once it's in the kind of mm-hmm. cooling off in the evenings. Very cool. Um, this event on Saturday, I'm excited about. I didn't know it was happening, but now I might have to plan some uh, things on my, on my, I might have to replan my weekend. I'll tell you that, Dory. It's Cheese Fest. <laughs> Cheese Fest 2021. Normally, that's just what I call like when I'm eating cheese for breakfast on a Saturday morning, but it's really Cheese Fest at Marcoot Jersey Creamery over in Greenville, Illinois. This is a free and family friendly event where you are invited to stroll around the pasture, check out their farm animals, play some games, and of course, eat a lot of cheese. They'll have grilled cheese sandwiches, fresh fried cheese curds, all the other accoutrements that go with cheese. That sounds like a fantastic way to spend your Saturday afternoon and bring bring some cheese home too. Cheese, cheese, and more cheese. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you want something a little bit lighter, maybe try to make your own strawberry shortcake at home. You can check out the Kimswick Strawberry Festival. It's happening this Saturday and Sunday. This is a big popular festival, and I looked into this a little bit. I think this is their first festival since COVID hit. Mm -hmm. We've talked previously about how Kimswick has those small businesses there have really struggled. They are built on tourism, and COVID really hit them hard. That on top of flooding that they've experienced over the past couple of years. So this will be an opportunity to get out there and support those businesses Uh, Saturday and Sunday, they're going to have lots of strawberry treats along with their famous strawberry jam, other kinds of festival foods, of course, too, and local wine for sale. Um, They are expecting thousands of people, so just keep that in mind. Um, And they also said that there's a lot of parking restrictions and there's a shuttle bus involved. So if you are thinking about going, keep all that in mind. Um, Check out their website for details on their parking and shuttle situation. Mm, I like this. I like that thought. Make your own uh, strawberry whipped cream. Do you think you could whip that up for me? Uh, maybe. I could try. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I am Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. Our theme music is by Jerome Fabi, Olivier Renoir, and Pierre Dubost. Haven't given them a shout out in a while, so might as well. <laughs> Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast so you do not miss a single episode. And we want to hear from you in the form of a five-star rating and review as well on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, also hit us up on Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. Tag us, DM us, like our pictures, do all the Instagram things. Don't forget your mask when you leave the house or your hand sanitizer. Be respectful, have fun, and seize the plate.